0: Welcome back to the meeting, all you gavel swinging, motion moving, Robert's rules of order reading fools. To another organized episode of Dead Men Roll No Crits. This is your president Patrick speaking, and joining me in Pathfinder Parliamentary Procedure Second Edition are my quorum of friends: Jabert, Rebecca, Seth, and Tyler. Hey, folks! Welcome back to the show. Hey, 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 hey. the big show. Yeah, you're, you're like a quorum of my TTRPG friends. The big show. This is uh, this is unfortunately not the, the <laughs> big show just by <laughs> the number of folks that are here. But feels feels pretty big. It feels pretty mighty every once in a while.
1: Tyler and I and a certain subset of our audience understood what just happened there.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the rest the, the wrestler I know about wrestler wrestler yeah. I don't know if you knew about the wrestler. The sweaty gals rolling around in a ring together. <laughs> I mean, hey, does d- that I not describe wrestling? <laughs> I think I described I, it to that, it too. That more adequately describes MMA. I feel
1: like the UFC. <laughs> mm. I, uh, <laughs> they're sweaty I'm and not,
0: bloody. I'm not sure if if Marina really wants me to say this, but oh, but she is. She's really gotten into wrestling recently. <laughs> oh <my laughs> it's God. like it's like like. <laughs> well, I <laughs> mean, yeah, I mean,
1: the, the, the if absolute about, wife. If you're talking about uh, uh entertainment wrestling, yeah, then like that is like a, a woman dominated field currently because the women have been carrying that, that
0: yeah, stuff. Yeah, they've yeah, they've got they've got some cool uh some cool storylines going on. It's fun. Well, anyway. Yeah, anyway <laughs> you, can, yeah. you know who's got and a totally real, cool real. storyline is our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is the official start of book five of Skull and Shackles. This is the Price of Infamy. And indeed, this episode and this book starts about a month after the seemingly disastrous dinner party thrown on the Isle of Empty Eyes, where Pirate Council has thrown you all a bone in giving Honto, Kendoso, Alaris, and Captain Cassius a seat on the Hurricane King's court, on on the council table. So... You all are technically lords of the Isle of Empty Eyes, lords and ladies and Captain Cassius, perhaps one step above and lairds, lairds. But yeah, we're, we're fast forwarding through this last month where you can get back to the high seas as this week's episode is going to start back in Port Peril and indeed in the, the fortress of the King of the Pirates himself on the Isle of Lucrehold in the, the, the Bay of Port Peril there. Fort Hazard, as it's known, where the last time you guys were here, you had just earned your letters of Mark. I think back in Book 2 or beginning of Book 3. And that was the first time you all had, I think, officially met Tessa Fairwind. First time you had laid eyes on the Master of Gales, perhaps. And, of course, the Hurricane King himself, where Cassius foolhardily... <laughs> shook the Hurricane King's hand it, and I believe, it out. believe got a critical success on doing that. So we don't know what that hand does still. <laughs> the bony <laughs> magical hand of of Kurdak Bonefist. It's where uh, he got his name from. I still hold that uh, Letters of Mark
1: sounds like, like a, a, a biography or like a documentary or something like that. It sounds like a book of the Bible. It's like, now a
0: reading the from the from Letters the... of
1: Mark. Well <laughs> Well, uh, who's that? Who's that documentarian uh, who did baseball, that one particular? Ken Burns. Ken Burns. Yeah, it's just
0: letters of mark, <laughs> slow Ken pain Burns across the, the uh, an old photograph.
1: Get the thirty-two volume collection
0: now. <laughs> I've watched so many Ken Burns documentaries. I get sucked into them.
2: I watched the one okay. about Prohibition. It was very good.
0: Yeah, that's a short one too. That's a mm-hmm. good. Yeah, that's why I watched
2: it. I watched most of the war, but I I just... It was so long, I got sick of (laughs) watching it.
1: Provision was short, honestly. God, it was like, what, four or five years, I
0: think?
2: I think it was ten years, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, well, the the documentary, I think, is only like three or four episodes. The National Parks one is pretty short, too. Anyway, we're... We're off subject once more. This something that pirates hate—prohibition. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was about to say you bring that up in the council chamber, and you guys are in trouble. <laughs> you <laughs> even say the word, you guys. We we find you all entering the council chamber of of the Hurricane King, and it's a it's a large open air room, like a covered hall. There are these huge fifteen foot bay windows facing out to the north, and some out to the south. That's got like a planted jungle in in one of the courtyards of the castle here. And the center of this room is dominated by a long table carved out of perhaps one impossibly massive tree from the far north. It's lacquered. It's finely polished, buffed to a a mirror shine. And as well as the ages and and weather here have kind of weared it down and in places Uh, at each end of this nearly 70 foot long table are two ornately carved, stylized chairs. Higher than all the rest by about a foot or so. There's relief scrimshaw of sea beasts and ship monsters. Ships and monsters and religious-looking creatures of the, the heavens and, and hells. And on either side of this long table are about 15 chairs on each side. A fairly modest but comfortable-looking chairs with low backs. That, that is the scene you see here. There's a number of of pirate lords that have already filled the room and are kind of milling about. Uh, what would you guys like to do once you get to the chamber? And I should probably mention weapons are verboten. They've been checked at the castle's entrance. Oh, what an issue. Yeah. Honto, you you had to, uh, bulk down. You magically reduce your arms and size. You look like the before picture of like a, uh, an advertisement for like at weight loss. Wait, yeah. wait. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, How um, does magic concealment work in this case? Magical concealment. eh? I mean, they, they give you a good pat down. And uh, if you have something that can bypass that, probably yep. not the only pirate that, <laughs> that does something <laughs> okay. similar. I just, just want
3: to make sure. Yeah. This, this wasn't, this wouldn't be a pat downable item, no.
0: but if, if you pull out a weapon, you will probably die. Just, just sure. FYI. Sure. Okay. I, I don't have membership. a plan to pull out a weapon unless you start pulling out weapons, and then I will start <laughs> pulling
3: out weapons. It's really a war of aggression that we got.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Any any questions about the the chamber as described? Or I revoke my membership. <laughs> you just you just walk. I quit. Walk am out. On out. I, I'm 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 perturbed by these low-backed chairs. Uh, I've got a big back. I need a big back chair. So. Uh, I think I turn it around and I sit down like a
1: cool, like a cool teen. These like these slater. low back chairs are like really bad for people that have bad knees. You yeah, know, like I mean pain. no
0: no no wonder the no oh. wonder the the pirate king is the hurricane king is so uh, so grumpy all the time. He's got back
1: pain, <laughs> lower back pain. <laughs> Everybody, Everybody pain shows chairs. up and whenever whenever anyone takes a seat, they're like, <laughs> everyone grunts, Yeah. <laughs> <Arrgh.
3: laughs> <laughs> we have armadas that cost thousands of gold to run but we can't afford cushions on these damn chairs (laughs) this is an
1: outrageous
0: (laughs) hey that's (laughs) something you can bring up in the council meeting it's like we're sitting at a fisher price table to have a
1: a, a tea party (laughs) can we we reduce our, our
0: budget for like those busts on the front of the ship like just by like 5% 5% and then put that into chairs. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> You're the sheer at the amount budgets. of
3: carvings of naked ladies costs us 10,000 silver alone.
0: It's like, please fix my budget. 10 gold on swabbing the deck, 15 gold on feeding the crew 5,000 gold on the the, the naked <laughs> lady bust at the front of the ship 20 gold on rum. I don't know where I'm sp- what I'm doing where's all this it money all going on. what is happening I need someone to help me that's good at numbers <laughs> you zero need bulk buying. in the
3: waist. 20 bulk in the bust if you know what I mean. you
0: need oh to stop God. all right you need to stop
1: buying your your chairs from our <Right>
0: all right for real though any any questions or any any skill checks or anything else you'd like to to roll here before we move on
2: are there assigned Uh, seats it
0: doesn't seem like it do do you want to make a society check see if you can tell if there's any kind of
2: yeah and if there aren't i want to use a society check to position myself smartly at the table Mm. oh i do very well Good
0: god good (laughs) god it's so funny, the dice rolls. This, like. this lady could be royalty.
2: <laughs> I use my Look, courtly graces to find the o- most the- opportune place to sit at the, the table. Court, the court has been graced.
0: As a bonus action, I use courtly graces. So that, that is a, a critical success. You know for a fact that there's, there's not assigned seating in the 30 or so chairs around the sides. But the large chair towards the back of the room is... Kurdak Bone fists the Hurricane King's seat with his back to a door and the opposite side, the the other large chair, is always empty and reserved for the goddess Besmara uh, should she decide to weigh in on one of the, the matters of the shackles. So it's like a, an honorary god's god's chair. But right. in addition to that, you, you don't think all these chairs are going to be filled, so you wouldn't want to... Pick a spot kind of like in the, the middle, because that will actually kind of be furthest away from from Kurdak. So you'd, you'd want something if you want to be kind of equidistant, probably f- starting if, if you guys want to sit together, mind you, like three chairs down from Kurdak Bonefist.
2: I was going to say, first of all, Laris doesn't really want to be right next to the skeleton guy, especially after what he did yes. to Cassius. Uh- that's um, Cassius'
3: job. But, Cassius's <laughs> job is to be next to the skeleton guy.
2: <laughs> but I, I want to use my classroom philosophy on this uh-huh. is to always never sit in the front because that makes you look like a, a suck up. But like second row. Second row is where I would like uh. to be. Okay.
0: Do, do you four want to sit together? <laughs> my my uh, my classroom philosophy is sit in the front row. Fall asleep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> really <laughs> show that teacher <laughs> what's what Yeah. I, I
0: should also mention there there are about 30 pirate folk here but not all of them are, are lords you see perhaps some first mates and other scribes and things in the room as well and there are some small tables off to the side by the windows you know fit like three or four people
3: I it next to Alaris Anyone we don't recognize that seems to
0: carry an air? Well, there there are, I think, ten pirate lords in the room right now, not, not including yourselves. Uh, you guys see Lady Fairwind, Lady Bloodmourne. They, those two ladies are speaking with a pirate named Wide Olga from, from Oyster K. It's a, a coastline city. She's very slender. <laughs> it's a ironic name. <laughs> no, uh, across from um, <clears> them, <throat> Mace and is speaking with Hard Luck Massey of the Isle of Pex. You see what looks like a, a fairly non interested pirate lady uh, you, you know of by name Delamona Bury of Lily White, perhaps being hit on by Avimar Sora Nash. And who else is here? Oh, you've got Admiral Aranax Indibion, Lord of Hell Harbor, who maybe Who's gives you a sobering glaze as you come in. What? Whose rum we stole? Yes, there's uh, Master of Gales is here, Jolis Raffles of Slip Cove, and uh, there's a couple others. Oh, yeah, the four All of these you. these places I recognize. As well as uh, Max Vale Janus, Lord of Rapier Bay. Many of these places we've been to, some some we haven't. Old...
2: Isn't here, is he? He's not on the council.
0: He is not, no.
2: Oh, no. I miss him. It's been so long so... since Alaris saw him.
0: Been months. Yeah. Been good many months. Patrick could be
1: making so many of these things up, and we would never know. If what? Well,
3: yeah, I mean that's what all GMs do, right? They make right, things yeah. up, and we would never know because they're the ones making it up.
0: Yeah, I got a list of pirate names.
3: I'm just gonna throw it at you. <laughs> Lord Augustus
0: of Firestone Keep. I don't know why some of these good. have additional things like Lady Cerise Bloodworm, ally of Tessa Fairwind. Right. So you guys uh, taking a seat, getting ready for the the meeting to start? Sure right after a while here without any fanfare the the back doors of the chamber are kind of thrown open and they slam against the stone walls of the fort perhaps grabbing folks attention as if a wind had silently howled and kind of almost broke them off their hinges and the the frame is empty for for just a moment as all look on and Higher l- lords begin to gather around the table, grabbing their seats, and rhythmically start to pound their hands on the on the the wooden table. Or, in one case, a, a very sharp hook <laughs> is 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 hit across the table surface. As through the doors, like a, a crashing wave, enters the Hurricane King himself, Kurdak Bone Fist. A fairly barrel-chested, rugged-looking, bearded pirate who throws his skeletal hand before him, seemingly proffering up his position and accepting the the accolades, the cheers, the applause that that follows him as he enters the room. Straight sauntering up to the the table, Uh, he's already got a bottle of wine in his regular hand and decorks it with a, a mix of real and golden teeth. And after a long pull from the bottle, climbs atop his his chair and says, uh, "I call this council meeting on whatever day it is, and whomsoever is in attendance to order. Let it be known that the king summoned his council, and you lot were the only ones wise enough to show up. Everyone, sit. And let's get this over with. There, there are indeed some other non." pirate lords here, not other pirate lords like yourselves, but uh, you do see some other friendly faces, including Merrill Pegsworthy, the, uh, the, the gentleman, uh, maybe 16 other pirates, uh, including some folks that you've, you've heard about, but not seen before. And a, another man kind of stands by the table of orcish ancestry, maybe taking some notes and uh, on like a, with some pen and, and, and paper here. Is the literal right hand man, uh, the one that handles all the right-handed business for the Hurricane King, uh, Sadak Goldtooth, who greets you guys with a sneer as he he sees you. Last time over a year ago, you uh, you met him. He was he was giving you some guff getting into Port Peril, if you recall, sicked a very large ogre, I believe, yeah. a, a, a trained ogre after you to. To fight you on the docks there. Trying like to keep it, you from, from eating. I think, I think it died in like one
1: and a half turns. <laughs> he, just, he
0: was out of, he was one of the best fighters of <laughs> green blood on, on Blackstone. Or yeah, but Black if Black. I remember
1: correctly, Candoso turned into a Tyrannosaurus Rex. So, it... <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we got that going for us. <laughs> right. So people, people sit down and... As, as the meeting minutes are called and, and some of the, the things that are going to be voted on are, are outlined by Sada Goldtooth, eventually servants begin to trickle in, bringing in plates and platters of foods and wines from all over the world. Um, there's eventually, as, as the, the meeting goes on, silver platters of, of roasted meats and vegetables and rice balls, fresh bread and glazed terracotta bowls filled with fresh and preserved fruit from all over the the shackles from candied citrus to, to rum taffies and desserts like that and it is a, eventually a, a feast is laid out here that probably costs like double what your your dinner party a month ago did for this very run of the mill council meeting that happens several times a year. Gold Tooth as people are, are having some some wine and rum calls out and says, Well, since we've no faces on the council, I'll explain slowly how these meetings transpire, eh? Uh, We've pressing matters before the council, and his highness shall call for champions on either side of either matters to speak before he calls for a vote. And you'll have time to speak if said champion calls upon you. Otherwise, you lot keep it down. If I've got to shout over any of you, I'll have me sailors tie you to the flagpole. Have the seagulls salute you till morning. Indeed, we have some votes to to get through in this week's episode and in this, I guess, season's pirate council meeting. And just like you would imagine, you can land on one side of it. You get to cast your votes, but you can also influence these issues by... Bluff, diplomacy, um, maybe intimidation, some kind of speaky skill checks. Getting a success on any of these matters gives you basically a plus one vote or minus one vote, I guess, in whatever direction you want. And critically succeeding at them gives you twice that.
1: Jabir, you want to play Uno or something?
0: (laughs) Well, you guys can, I mean, besides each getting a vote yourself, can aid as well as roll independently. And maybe you want to come down on the other side of of, of votes. You guys all don't have to vote the same way, though you are a powerful voting block here. There's only 16 pirate council members that are at this meeting. In addition to that, you guys, if you haven't used it in quite some time, have a lot of disrepute. Uh, stockpiled, which I haven't been tracking furiously, but at this point, at least forty-five points of disrepute at your disposal, and if you want to cash in five points of it, you can sway a pirate lord to either side by kind of exerting your your renown in the pirate kingdoms and uh, trying to get them get them over to your side. So that that's basically how it's going to go. The first issue raised is about increasing the shares for the folks from the Isle of Empty Eyes. Would that be us? That's you guys! So we're voting on whether or not we get more money? I love it. I'm in favor. Let's see here. Who's saying this? Uh, Yeah, the the Hurricane King himself says, "Uh, Normally each new pirate lord earns only a quarter share of the ties from Sargava. But apparently you lot seems to... There, there, there are folks here that seem to think these sea pups deserve a full share. Seems like this is signed by uh, a Lady Bloodmourne, the Master of Gales, Aranox Endymion, and championed by Lady Tessa Fairwind herself. I'll play along with you in this game, and I'll champion only a quarter shares for these folks Oh, you speak your piece, Lady Fairwind. Why do these four deserve more money than everyone else at this table got when they first joined this council? There's some, some scoffing from Avamar Sorenash, maybe some laughter from some of the other lesser lords in the chamber. She kind of gives you guys a a nod as she says, uh, well, well, quite simply, Captain Cassius has risen from a, a ship's captain to a true pirate lord in a short time. And in that short time, that." We've known of his, his exploits here. His, his crew has exhibited every single element that, that makes Besmara a goddess to be worshipped. Everything we can ask from a free captain. Yeah, he's terrorized those running rum from the, the isles, and he's had run-ins with the chelish navy. He's been able to do some impossible tasks, including t- cracking the rock. Alaris devised uh, a way to quiet the soul of whalebone pilk. And that ghost has been quite a pain in many a private's rear end. To keep this short, there are more full-seated council members than half the lot here, myself included, when we took our seat first. And the only thing holding them back is coin in their their, their pockets to expand their isle and, and their fleet. So I say a full share is the least we can do to the crew of the Tidebreaker. There's some here-heres indeed from perhaps the master of gales and lady bloodmourn who've signed off on this yeah so maybe asking around there's some some rudeburger uh, rudeburger watermelon watermelon around the table <laughs> as people are are talking you get a, a gist that a quarter share quarter share would mean you guys each get 300 gold pieces out of this purse and a full share is 1200 gold pieces each which is Pretty, you know, that's a lot of money. That's like an entire ship's hull worth of, of pilfered plunder. You know, a hundred barrels of rum or a half ton of silk bolts or something equivalent to that. It's it's a lot of of money to be sure. So yeah, you guys have your votes, and you already know that there's four folks voting for you as well. So basically, you you would just need one person to sway. This, uh, this vote, and you can do that by trying to influence folks, you can spend disrepute. What would you like to do? And I guess I should ask, are you guys all okay with more money for yourself? <laughs> Voting for more money? I, I have a question. So. Pirates can would never do such a thing.
2: Tell me, alright, so I have courtly graces, which normally is for nobility, but I feel like it's written for, you know, pirate, not pirate
0: nobility at this point.
2: yeah. So it says that I can use society to make an impression on a noble. Hold on. Nope, that's yeah. not what I wanted to write and read. I can present myself as a noble and play games of influence and politics. So what I wanted to do yeah, with you Holy graces use
0: society here, yeah.
2: Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to make it obvious that I am a, you know, experienced pirate who knows how it like what it's what it's like to be an influential pirate and mm-hmm. a, an important one, and that I, you know, we belong on this council and as full members in some way. I don't know how to do that though.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you yeah, you get up, you you have a little speech here. Do you, you want to make another society check?
2: Sure. Oh, that's not quite as good. It's no. Twenty-seven.
0: It's not good, and in and, and I will spoil things that is not a success but you you're not putting anyone off from your your um your cause here I guess really only a critical fail would get someone on <laughs> joining the other side <laughs> folks everyone else can either aid or make your own role yeah
3: Cassius would
0: stand up and
3: <laughs> and say for a long time now there will be the cowards who run trade lines who simply We'll plot a course around the shackles. Why deal with a short route and a lot of pirates when you have a long route where our ships won't go for less profit. Now that we have the Isle, those trade lines are no longer safe. The profits that we will bring into the shackles by being able to attack these lines from a strong fort. Fort will be great. And once, once we begin these attacks, there are folks like the Chelish who will make us the first mark. The Isle of Empty Eyes sits in a strategic place. There are channels that lead directly to Port Peril, both as a scouting location and as a first military installation. The Isle will see many battles, and thus it needs many shares of coin to help maintain the fort, maintain defenses, and make sure that we're putting the hurt on any that seek to disrupt our course here. And our the diplomacy.
0: I think... Um. <laughs> It'll maybe a little bonus for that inspiring speech. I'll, I'll aid on that. Ooh. Yeah, I might not need to, but... Well, yeah, but you, you well, could get it you, to a critical. You can get it potentially to a critical, and the, the 8 is only... Well, it, it's 10 less than, than what the DC for the roll is, okay. so in this case, that is a, a success here. Okay. I don't think we'll be able to get it to critical, even with... With Honto speaking up, but you can if you would like to, Honto. Do, do you have... <laughs> are you okay with getting more money from
1: the pirates? I think he's engaged pure cold-blooded mode. mm mm-hmm. Where he's just as still as a rock. Honto, so <laughs> cool right now. <laughs> so, no, it's so more cool. just like he doesn't really know how to respond in this circumstance. So he's just... It's difficult to tell if he's currently awake. He might be sleeping with his eyes open. Mm.
0: Um, as long as you're still voting, it's all good. <laughs> that That is a success, and that is enough. Uh, Mace Daramar yeah, kind we, of... You can't have your Feinsteining up in here. <laughs> <laughs> the Mace Daramar looks over and gives you an approving nod and says, you know what, I I indeed have been able to see these uh, pirate lords at work on their own island. And you have convinced me, Captain Cassius. Um, you've already invested a great deal of money into the the fortress on the Isle of Empty Eyes, and I believe that you will use these funds wisely. So that's a nine to seven split now, and the Hurricane King is like whatever. <laughs> after, after folks get down there, he he does not care to to really argue the the point any further. So that passes with a success, and uh, I mean, not immediately. Like they don't bring out treasure chests full of, of platinum and gold for you guys, but immediately enough on your character sheets, you can write down twelve hundred gold each. <laughs> Yay! So little little payout early in the the book here. Issue number two before the Pirate Council. I'm gonna is... be
1: super honest. I have not been really tracking any of that stuff. <laughs> Just I, throwing I, gold out. I, I, I literally have not been tracking how much money I have, and I just looked at my inventory. <laughs> it says I have nine silver pieces and
0: nine gold pieces, which oh. I'm pretty
1: sure isn't correct.
0: Well, you're you oh, getting a little bit right. of a, a boost well, now. You right have twelve hundred and nine. <laughs> have you just been? Has, has Scrimshaw Jack just been stealing your your wages every so. every month? Sure. He's
3: <laughs> <right, let's>, <laughs> just <laughs> walking around with
0: like a with like a dozen gold chains, and we're like, we hey, keep getting those Scrimshaw. <laughs>
1: Quanto, I, I, he had a concept of money, obviously, because they used to trade with outsiders. Uh, uh, but it wasn't like a way of life for him, so I have to imagine that money just kind of rolls off him like water off a duck's back. Like, he just doesn't know what to do with it.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, you can keep that individual, or you guys can look at things to spend for everybody, but the the Hurricane King says quickly uh, next, is perhaps he... Continues to eat and drink some more here. Uh, well, next up, we've got a motion to spend the crown reserve of the Sir, the rest of the Sergaven tithe upon. Uh, for that, I will let the champion of this movement speak towards this, uh, Lady Bloodmourne. Bloodmourne gets up and kind of gives a A. lady like bow and then says, why, hello, fellow rapscallions. Ne'er do wells. Listen here. We can spend all this filthy loot on boring things like ship repairs or island fortifications food for the poor blah 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 but what if we thought a little grander for once in our lives Want you all to close your eyes and imagine with me we're walking down the main avenue of port peril any street you can imagine and you look down towards the harbor you see a massive statue there no, no not a statue that's no statue that's a monument it's a testament of our great king's wealth and power. You see towering all over uh, above the tall ships and, and effigy of none other than our hurricane king himself, his hand outstretched, warning all who come here that they must beware for the price of thievery, murder, or littering is all the same. We're gonna cut off your, your sausage and feed it to the street dogs. I'm proposing we spend this extra money to hire crews of the finest stonemasons from the dwarven sky citadels of the north. When I was a girl, I saw a stone carving taller than any building I've ever seen there in the mountain's face, and I think we can do something similar here in Port Peril. Make this city's fame and import, along with that of the our, our king, as well as perhaps a series of smaller bronze case statues in, in every port of the shackles. But marking this isle here... As uh, in all the cities and and the shackles as under the protection and grace of his honor, the Hurricane King, who is with me. No, there's 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 a lot of support for this. But uh, (laughs) the the Master of Gales gets up and's like, why, if that isn't the biggest waste of gold I've ever heard of in my long, long life, we could. (laughs) Is
1: there there a moment for Hanta to just speak completely out of turn? Just, uh, just like, is there like, wanna, any do level wanna, of silence
0: where he just do you goes, "No, cut off the Master of Gales and uh, no, no, and, no, no." I meant no, like you... as soon as as soon as
1: Bloodborne finishes, just oh, yeah, like yeah. there's no. like a moment
0: of silence. He's like, "No, <laughs> yeah, no." I mean, anyone can technically champion these. I just have uh, folks pre-written. Do you want to talk against it, or do you want to say anything more than no? No. I I think, like,
1: he he, he just kind of, like, gauges (laughs) the reaction from people and then goes
0: back to being still. Despite what Sada Goldtooth said, there's not a ton of silences in this. There's very loud, I'm so sorry, Seth, loud chewing and slurping. Oh, jeez. And table talk. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Have you ever played at a live table of D&D? It's like Uh, that. Yes. Yes. It's as quiet as that. <laughs> no, Master of Gale says, yeah, yeah we, we, we could and should spend that money on anything but such a foolhardy waste. My deference to you, Hurricane King, aside, we could spend that literally anywhere, and it would be wiser spent. Why, we could bury the coin beneath the beaches and get a better return on our investment, as such an expenditure will put a strain on the coin purses of every captain from here to Absalom for taking it out of things we normally spend it upon. He p- p- firmly folds his arms across his chest and rests his case. Uh, what, what are you guys thinking on this one? Hmm.
2: I mean, I say no. It seems to me that if we spent all our money on a monument to the Hurricane King, we would be the ones enjoying it because we would be bound to poor peril because all of our ships would be in need of repair.
0: Well... <clears throat> The, the main, main statue is going to be in Port Peril. There will be. You'll get your own smaller statue for the Isle of Empty Eyes, if that, that's any, if <laughs> there's any consolation. Well,
2: I couldn't go and travel to see it if my ship is broken and in need of repair.
0: True, true. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's a. Uh, this probably. It's, uh, this money probably wouldn't go to your ship. Um, <laughs> This would go to more like the, the city's defenses and, and, and expenditures for like lumber. So there's. You know, maybe keeping down the price of those kind of things for everyone. Perhaps Cassius
3: stands up and and he says, "I like Lady Bloodmore's idea, but a grand monument made of stone is too too earthly. If we are to make a grand gesture of the king's power and magnificence here in the shackles, now there was a legend spoken back in my time." Of a pirate lord so powerful and so strong that a a magical projection of his skull a beard on fire that draped across the sea and a tricorn hat larger than any island in the shackles floated above it to where it surveyed all ocean and all island around it now this type of magic while based in legend can be made true and there's a way I think I could make it happen. Not only would it save us thousands of platinum pieces, but it would be a unique way to stamp the King's influence. So rather than focus on what is tangible, what is earthly, let us put true fear into the hearts of those in the shackles by seeking a more magical solution. Not this.
0: A gold tooth banks is- uh, he, he pulls a gavel out of somewhere, bangs his gavel on the table, and says, "Point of order. That's not what we're voting on right now. <laughs> it's either yes, statues, or or no." Yeah. Sorry, Tyler. No hijacking my meeting, sir. Oh no. It, it, it's it's sort no, of you're, uh, you're offering an alternative for it, no. It, well, well, it's it's I'm
3: I'm I'm trying to make them picture something grander to make the monument seem less impactful.
0: Yeah. Do you, do you want to go ahead and make a, a roll? Sure. So I'm gonna see right, guess I'll do. assist with that. That's a deception, or?
2: Yeah, can I help?
0: It sounds like you was just being sure. honest. Okay, right. cool. Let's do it. Diplo. Oh, ho, ho, ho. oh ah. we might get a critical success oh, here. Tyler. Yeah, well, you rolled the 20, so yes. And mm-hmm. a couple of bonuses here, so no worries there. That is going to pull it to. Believe it or not, there's a lot of A's here. It was only Master of Gales and I think Tessa Fairwind in your guys's corner to begin with. I'm once again just guessing all of you are, are voting no if your captain is moving that way, but it locks it up at eight to eight with, with even with a critical success, and the tiebreaker goes to the Hurricane King, unless you guys want to exert some more influence. Well, he, well, the Hurricane King was also going was also saying no, right? Oh, he's no. he's uh he's very much in favor of giant oh. statues. Of his
3: own Man. giant monument? I think oh, he's in favor, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could spend uh disrepute here, yeah, I suppose.
0: Could, could we do a disre- a
1: disrepute? Yeah. Have, like forty of them. <laughs> do they take the play- like do they take the shape of like
0: tokens?
3: Like is this like a paper currency? It's points. Yeah, we have forty five points and this yeah, could be spending five of them.
0: To uh, later on in this campaign point. or in this book and in the next one there will be more things you can spend it on, like we we talked about in early in the campaign, shipborne bonuses and like spells and things that you can can do there. But I um, need to go to the
1: ATM and extract some
0: disrepute real quick. Uh, in 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 terms of of game, if you want to eg- exert some, you can try and pull someone over to your to your side. Is, is that what you like to do? Spend spend five there and.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna convince uh, Avamar that it's always better to spend on defense than monuments. So that's, mm. I mean, that was his whole thing when he came out to the Isle of Empty Eyes.
0: Okay, yeah, he he uh, is looking disapprovingly uh, in your direction, but he's like oh, he's he's right, or I'm the biggest, <laughs> biggest furry hypocrite there is. <laughs> uh, he, he, I'm, I'm glad so, that there was a word after that. <laughs> I'm the biggest furry. He he speaks up. And I, he's like, I just maybe I want to talk to you guys about something. Maybe a magical, cheaper option's better, your highness. But I think that <laughs> the Hurricane King is going to uh, push the other way for once here. Let me let me roll. Oh a check. oh no oh no. And he is going to. He's going to push another person back into his camp. The Hurricane King says, I I believe Lady Bloodmourne has a grand idea here. You go to any of the major cities and the 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 lands to the north, and they have grand statues indeed of, of the rulers there. It could be something to help unite the Isles and give them inspiration. Isn't that right? He'll... Uh, um, point out perhaps to, to Mace Darmar who you had sent over to your side. Do you want to spend more disrepute at this point to, to try and convince well, this would someone? Bring it
3: back to a tie and then thus put it in his hands, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, he, he breaks the ties. Yeah, I think it's time to maybe let that one go. If he wants a statue, let the man have a statue. Well, All you have to do is, yeah. is a little bit more disrepute. You're, you've already put five points in here. Want to? Yeah, uh, but ten things. seems a lot just to
3: deny a man a statue.
0: Yeah, something called <laughs> well, fallacy. It's it's about two dozen little statues yeah. and then one yeah. huge statue. Huge
2: one. I mean, it's not really don't hurting um, anybody, though, well, right? Can you, like, can, can you?
3: Cause so, at, at the top of this, Mister Goldbutt went through. C- c- didn't he kind of run down what we're mm-hmm. all, we're going to be discussing?
0: Yeah, yeah. What what what? Can you kind of? Briefly summarize what we're because yeah the other issues. There's yeah. a a declaration of rights of salvage that needs to be voted on. There is a declaration of someone as an outlaw, which sometimes has like a a monetary gold reward put to it. And uh, finally, there is indeed a funding request from Lady Fairwind in, into a, a topic she's not disclosed yet. Oh crap baskets. Uh.
2: I mean, I feel like statue is a. I mean, I don't really care. It it seems well, like I mean, a silly way to do Are you changing your vote, to me, Rebecca? That'll make
0: it. That'll make well, it. Very I, I just hard.
2: mean like, just let it go. I mean, like you win some, you lose some. I think it would be silly to try to win every single vote. Well,
3: I mean, no, it, the, the it, question just, would
0: be if, is if we allocate all of the resources because we've already allocated some of the resources to ourselves. So if we keep spending money, we might not. Be able to support Tessa Fairwind's thing at, later on. Yeah,
3: and um, the other thing is kind of the, the the more meta plot, right? Is that Tessa Fairwind wants to usurp the Hurricane King, having his influence spread amongst the shackles in the form of not a good point uh, monuments and statues is not great going to that point, which is mm, why I hesitate on this. Yeah, so there's no. And, and the only way we can try to sway this is
0: more disrepute. There's no more roles or uh, no, no more no more roles. Only only disrepute at this point. I can't bribe somebody. <laughs> uh, not very surreptitiously at the table. No, okay. <laughs> you'd okay. probably have to do that before you get to the council. Uh,
3: my vote would be to spend the disrepute.
0: You'll still have thirty five, which is a whole heck of a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Captain. Let's 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 make this happen. All right, so. I, I think that is enough to, to sway it to where the Hurricane King gets fed up talking about it. It is like we've got so many more things to talk about. Whatever. The Nays have it. Yay. Oh dare you guys. Who are the Nays? You're the Nays, you're big Nays. The the next one, the Hurricane I'm an Eruxene. <laughs> sorry. The, <laughs> the Hurricane King, fairly crestfallen from this prior vote, says, uh, next up is a vote for the rights of salvage for the Isle of the Black Tower. As well as this mythic sword said to be lost inside. Avamar, good Sirrah, your your island is closest to the Black Tower, and you'd like to champion yourself as having rights to the plunder. Avamar stands up and kind of maybe picks some hair off of his coat and says, I, me highness, uh, your honorable Hurricane King, uh, as your humble servant, uh, I petition that you and this council. To, to you all, I be afforded the rights of this claim as Olo has been under my control longer than most of me life and I deserve to see the coin from the beyond its close borders as my ships have protected those waters from them dirty Sahugeen for years. <laughs> table talk, there's, yeah, well, you know, literal table talk. People like kind of uh, backing him up. There's some grunts like, mm, mm, yes, yes. But a, a young... Jolus Raffles, uh, a halfling pirate lord, stands up in his chair and literally throws his hat into the ring by smashing it on the table, just throwing it down. Now you just wait a minute there. I brought a similar claim to Soggy Bottom Island before this council less than one year ago. And you stand against me, Sora Nash. The hypocrisy in you standing here begging now for more coin when you denied the same thing to me is infuriating. Avamar responds and says, Raffles, I, I voted against you, not because of your lack of claim to Soggy Bottom Island, but because I felt indeed you did have a rightful claim to it. Um, I voted against it because I don't like your ugly face. <laughs> There's laughter from across the room as Soren asses, dodges a, a dinner roll kind of thrown in his direction. Okay, what do we got here? What do we got here? We got A's, we got Nays. Where are you guys feeling? A rightful claim for basically salvage rights to the isle of the black tower and a magical sword inside.
3: So this is just for Avanar to get Avermar to get it or not,
0: right? Anyone can get it, but if you were to claim said treasure, you would owe him like a a a, a tithe of it, like a not even a, a probably more than a tithe. It might be like 20% of, of the treasure found. <laughs> okay. I forget what the AP says. <laughs> I mean, that seems. I, I should probably read. Yeah, it's it's a twenty percent tithe.
3: Okay. Okay. So so anybody can go physically haul all the stuff from the tower,
0: mm-hmm. but twenty percent of it is going to Avamar. You just pay like a, a finder's fee, basically. Finders fee. Okay, it, it's I'm not on the aisle that Olo is on, but it's like like one or two aisles over, and it's not an inhabited aisle. So
3: yeah. As long as, the, and that 20% is just uh, monetary. It's not like first pick of magical items. Yep. Yeah, that's fine.
2: I that have a suggestion.
3: Um, Munchkin rules.
2: To prevent future, you know, disagreements on this subject, since we clearly have a precedent where this is not the case, can we establish some rules for going forward of like if your kingdom is within a certain area of the plunder, then you can lay claim to it, but not otherwise, or something like that. Sonic to...
0: bang, bangs his gavel and he's like, that's another that's a whole other issue to vote on. We'll add it to the docket.
2: <laughs> okay. Next month.
0: <laughs> <laughs> point of order! Point of order! You're out of order! And you're out of order. Avamar Sornash uh, does look to you guys like, expectantly, like yeah. you scratch Cassius your will... back, you scratch his. Yeah,
3: Cassius will speak up and says, perhaps... I'm sure some of you have heard of the grand party that was had on the Isle of Empty Eyes. And I <laughs> he, uh, personally. He, he, he begins
0: shaking his head and shushing you like, no, no, no. no. <laughs> but that's a tale
3: for another time. Uh, I what happens want to, on the
0: Isle of Empty Eyes stays on
3: there. <laughs> I mostly stay. want to uh, throw my hat in with my agreement Avamar should have the 20% due to him for hoarding, holding Port Arlo and fighting off Sahugin, which we've had run ins ourselves and are a nasty lot to have to defend against.
0: What say the rest of you? How are you guys voting? I'm going to back up Aaron Ash on this one. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Yeah, Honto. That halfling mm-hmm. seems like kind of a nerd. Just kind of belatedly votes in favor
1: of the captain's vote.
0: Hey, that's that's enough. We don't have to make any rolls to to sway people. Avamar uh, is is clapped on the back as he he's yeah they they write up like a a thing that he can post around his his kingdom about it. Issue four, uh, let's see here. Sodok Goldtooth hands the Hurricane King a, a piece of paper. He holds it in his, his bony hand. He's like, what's next here? A declaration of Skaggs Rotgam as a thief, traitor, and outlaw across the shackles. Lord Massey, who who in the devil is a Skaggs Rotgram? Uh, why is he worth taking up the council's time? Lord Massey's a, a gruff looking pirate lord, several battle scars across his bare arms. Um, he stands up and says, uh, Well, this rockgam is an enemy of the council, your lord. Uh, he's been pirating Targaven vessels behind our backs, picking this council's very pockets. And there are tales of him, the fool, dealing with chelish slavers and Rahadumi merchants. Uh, he goes out of his way to anger your highness. Ever since he left the employ of Bonibus Harrigan. He's gone out of his way to... Bonefist slams his bonefist onto his chair and says, Harrigan, you're bringing before this council dealings with that loser? Who cares if his former crew is striking out on their own? He'll never be more than that donkey's hindquarters. That Bonuat fool. Uh, I'm voting day and asking you to clear this from my docket, everyone. It's a waste of time and coin. Uh, Massey's like, well, oh, 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 please, uh, we're only asking a pittance of 500 gold bounty upon his head, dead or alive. Surely there's enough in the coffers to entice someone to, to pull this thorn from your majesty's paw. Indeed, and indeed, it seems like this is a, a former crewmate, a crew member of, of one Barnabas Harrigan. seemed to get bonefist, Kurdak Bonefist a little, hot and bothered at the mention of this. People seem to be lining up once more with the Hurricane King on this. How how would you guys like to vote? Can I make a perception check on bone Bonefist? Yeah, what what are you looking what are you looking to figure out here? He doesn't seem like the sort that would typically let stuff like that go. I mean maybe maybe this mm-hmm. guy really is too beneath his notice, but like I mean Yeah. I mean, Barnabas Harrigan seemed like a pretty, I agree, pretty substantial person, and I, I, I don't know, I don't know. If, if, if Harrigan's if Harrigan's. I don't know. i just that's why I just want to make a perception check. Uh, I guess it's a secret, so I've rolled it in secret, and you get nothing from <laughs> okay, ...Kurdak Bonefist. But just observing this situation, it seems like Hard Luck Massey is very nervous to be bringing this up for whatever reason. Hmm. He he's indeed sweating bullets and you you also notice he has not been drinking seems Uh, like he's stone cold sober
3: Cassius will will stand up and say I half agree with either side I believe that my rival Harrigan isn't worth much to speak of but I do have a personal vendetta against this and so to entice you all to, to vote yay on this of the 500 gold that we ask I will personally throw in two hundred and fifty to make the deal a bit better.
0: Oh, as I have personal stakes involved here. Oh my, dead or alive? Are you willing to go along with that? <laughs> oh yeah, okay. <laughs> Yay or nay? Dead or alive?
3: Well, and Cassius will Cassius will continue. He's like, the two hundred and fifty will be for dead or alive, but I will actually, but I will throw in an additional five hundred gold if they are brought in alive to
0: me that and i i guess are are you guys okay going along with your your captain voting a it is a it's bold it's a bold (laughs) thing and i'll 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 back him up on that i was really hoping you guys would split your votes at some point and be like no you guys are wrong just start (laughs) yelling but sounds like you're mostly of the the same mind with your your votes and captain cassius is opening up his 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 coin that passes and Harrigan is like, whatever. Harrigan, <laughs> Her- you mean? Kerdak? Oh, sorry. Gerdag uh, Bonefist, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what, whatever. Uh, I would love it if Harrigan just stomped out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> next. Next. Oh, yeah. Is Harrigan is even here? No. No, he's not a pirate lord. He, he failed. Pirate loser. He, he's not a member of the council because he lost the race. He's a pirate us. gourd. He tried to buy his way onto the council by... by Purchasing the Isle of Empty Eyes from you guys, but nope. Nope. (laughs) Kurnak Bonefist says, uh, It looks like next up. Tessa Fairwind has some business she wishes to share, and something apparently so secret couldn't be shared via courier before today's meeting. So what's with all the cloak and daggers, Fairwind? Speak your piece. Fairwind gets up once more and says, Why, thank you, your grace. I've held back on the subject before this council now, because secrecy is indeed needed, perhaps in this case. Through my poking and prodding, I believe that I've uncovered evidence of a Chellish sympathizer in the council of the Shackles. Perhaps even a pirate lord in league with the devil breeders themselves. (laughs) My my allies and I have uncovered pieces of fairly expansive Chellish spy network set up in the Shackles. And I believe it's organized by someone that knows the Shackles well. Someone that can slip in and out of our borders easily. So I'd like to propose using council funds to hire some crews, some ships, some experts in these matters in order to round up the rest of this network and put screws to them all until we can get the name of whatever spymaster is in charge of this operation. I thank you all, Bonefist says "Oh, So what if some chellish buffoons run information around our backs? Who cares? There's a hundred agents from Sargavan harbor masters to Shenzhen ship captains that sell information to the Inner Sea, not just the Chalish. If we rounded up every fool that tried to wink a coin from a Chalish agent, we'd bleed ourselves dry and even even uh, empty our coffers before we hung half of them. The voting on this one is is pretty heavily nay. I'm guessing you guys are are willing to align yourselves here, vote wise, with Tessa Fairwind? Yeah. Yeah. Um, a, a quick show of hands, and it looks like it's also split down the middle, eight to eight. Oh, boy. Exert some influence. Got to. We got to.
3: Yeah.
1: I mean, we could also, like, no, eff- no effort to use skills to influence have, has been made, so.
3: So, that's true. My thing is, we've we've already seen Kurdak try to roll against us. <laughs> he has his own role here, so... You know, either way, either we can what I don't want to have him do is roll a critical success and get multiple people at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Without us being able to do the same. Uh do you guys wanna spend disrepute first or do you wanna you wanna do a swing?
1: I think we roll first. Roll
3: first? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So rolling is free. Rolling is free.
0: Because I'm free to roll will won't in your time. Well, you know, uh, yeah. aren't aren't yeah, aren't the Chelish specifically like? I mean, they're, they're not they're not specifically pirate hunters, but like they they, they have like like pirate assassin ships, right? Like, they hate us, yeah. yeah they they're like, they're like they're like very like anti us. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's not so... just like it's not just like any of the other you know they're... lands around where there might. be. There might indeed be an informant or a spy or something like They're this. They're very much the British Empire in this scenario, but they also worship devils. Yeah. And the Sargaven colonies to the, the far south of, of the Shackles on the Grand coast split off from Cheliacs and now give you guys money, give the, the pirates money to basically protect them from shellish ships coming down and, and ruining their trade routes yeah. so it, it's kind of like the they're i mean they're they're not like america sargaven but they're you know a, a colony that's split off that is reliant on on pirates for for help so mm-hmm. um yeah who who wants to make the role here i can make the role <laughs> no make honto do it this time <laughs> do it <Seth. laughs> all right D- diplomacy again tyler Yes. I'm going to try to... uh, I don't think there's anything I can throw on top of this. There's
1: there's specifically a reason I'm not aiding. Because because hindering a check is a thing in 2nd edition (laughs) if you roll badly enough. Yeah, I was about to say only a
0: critical fail would would hinder in in this situation.
1: (laughs) And I had two options when, when, when putting Hanto together. Either he was effective at combat, or I didn't put Charisma
0: down as a dump stat. <laughs> so, all right. Well, it looks like we've got some great rolls from Rebecca and Robert, and uh, a two and a four from Captain Cassius. Was this your oh, re-roll man. here, Tyler? Yeah, I think that was a hero point. Um, his face is buried in his hands. He's he's too embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> he can't face us. Well, I will say that is just hey. enough with with the aids from your your crewmates to sway one person over to your side. Nice. And, and it seems like, I mean, like about an hour or so has passed in the meeting. And at this point, eh, I keep wanting to call him here again. Kurdak Bonefist does not seem to care that much to argue against it. He's like, oh, we don't have the vote. We don't have the vote. Whatever. Oh, look at the time. <laughs> <laughs> After this round of, of voting, because this indeed does pass. And a, a good amount of the Sargathan Tive is earmarked out for, for Tessa Fairwind. You know, yeah, you guys have eaten dinner in this time, drank some—he's drinking a few bottles of wine, and uh, he just kind of seems to crack every bone in his body, including his—a very loud cacophonous snapping of his hand bones as he seems to be signaling that he's, he's getting tired. And uh, from behind him, those same double doors open up once more, and two burly-looking lads hold the doors open this time. Uh, an orcish gentleman and a stout aruxi, a, a fairly similar, you know, coastal lizard folk dress that you you sported, Hanta. Maybe maybe with some more pirate affectations. They enter and flank a, a beautiful, dark-haired, dark-eyed woman in a, a silken dress and shawl who comes over, doesn't even say anything, just puts a hand on, on Bonefist's shoulder, and he kind of uh, looks over and immediately says, Alright, well, there are some other matters to attend to, but that's enough for one meeting. We'll, we'll meet back up in a season, perhaps do this again. I I tired of this evening before we even started, so you all don't have to leave to go home, but if you are found in Fort Hazard after sunsets, you'll be strapped to a cannon and made holier than Talden cheese. He gets up. A whole bunch of pirates leave with him. Perhaps but a gold tooth as well as uh, the other pirates, you know, maybe feeling the, the effects of food and grog kind of comply and, and gather their things and, and get up to leave as well. Is there anything you guys want to uh, do before you, you head out the, the median hall here and, and leave Fort Hazard? Start a fire. Uh. Start a fire? <laughs> <laughs> Who we burning?
3: You know, maybe go over to Avamar and congratulate him on the on the acquisition and you know let him know that if he if he wants any help collecting the the uh, bounty you know he has our he has our ship the bounty from the tower you know I'm oh taking
0: taking on the tower he's like yeah huh, if if you all are are willing to to head out there I'd uh, I'd like to see you do it indeed if not I'll probably do it by season's end send send my own boys out there.
3: Well, I'll bring it before my officers. That area, we have interest of it. Last we were out there, there was quite a few things that that brought us fancy, and I agree that Port- port Orlo is, is an important place. I would like to see more go into its coffers, just as much as you.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll run it first, and then we'll come back and we'll we'll run you through it. We'll tell you <laughs> about the
0: mechanics okay <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah the timing on the door traps and,
3: I'll, <laughs> I'll write up a raid guide for you and, tell right, you and okay are. at this
1: part you just kind of have to jump for a while <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's, there's uh wall wangs that knock you off into an abyss if, uh, you're, not, uh, if you're not this is a destiny joke sorry and rebecca
3: <laughs> but yeah no i mean Ka- uh, i mean just behind the scenes you know cassius is very interested in, in you know it, his backstory is all about trying to seek out legendary mm-hmm. items and uh, so the, the the story behind this sword and the prospect of being able to acquire it and not have to give it away is a, a, a very tempting thing for him to want to steer <laughs> to you know steer our rudder that
0: direction. Yeah, I don't know if you guys gather or not, but th- this episode has just been setting up a lot of the plot points of things to come <laughs> in this book as well. So, uh, but you voted out the um, the the fun statue plot, so way to go! We're just cutting that chapter out of the book.
3: Yeah, you have to
0: fight dwarven stonecutters who are trying to <laughs> erect a giant statue and and like f- flatten a slums out in order to make a big base for it. Months worth of crafting checks. <laughs> yeah, yeah no it's just 500 crafting jerks K-
3: Kovic is like why am I doing this <laughs> <Why?">
0: <laughs> this is I B thought, team work for sure I, I thought <laughs> we said we were going to hire dwarves for this
3: <laughs> how did I become lead craftsman on this project I don't even uh, like the hurricane
0: <laughs> Any anything else before you guys leave the uh, the island mm. you might go spend some of my coin but you said we have to get out like, well, yeah. you'd have to go back to Port Peril here wow. on an island in the bay right now. Oh, I see. I see. This is not, okay. Not like okay. a city-fied island.
3: Yeah, this is his. So there's Port Peril, which is in, on the mainland. And then this is the his, the fortress mm-hmm. that Kurdak inhabits. Ah, Got, a map. Shit, Got a map as well here. Just
0: off of oh. it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Lucarhold. Lucarhold, indeed. Right. As, as you get back to the Tidebreaker, back to your ship, a... A small black, dark feathered raven arrives on on your bow with a a message from Tessa Fairwind, kind of tied around uh, one of its legs. And does anyone want to try to read this? Because it's in like I think it's in cursive and it's a little little difficult. Uh, not really. It's not I really cursive. It's just in a it's in a, a, like a script. A script, yes. Let's see. I'm gonna upload. Oh, it's it. it's it's uh, in script format. It's in Interior Day. It's in a script that doesn't like being copied from a PDF, so (laughs) good luck. I
1: equals one. (laughs) When plus plus I plus plus (laughs)
3: Plus. one. If my friends, it pains me to darken your accomplishments, but I feel I must. Despite your triumphs of late, there remain those who do not accept you as deserving of the prize you have been awarded. If you expect to keep your aisle, you'll need to fight for it. Oh wow! Yeah, there's even that. as I
2: oh. pen this warning,
3: mm-hmm. know that your old nemesis Barnabas Harrigan is bolstering his own fleet, funded through his recent spat of success raiding the Chelish shipping lanes, and he will come for you as soon as he is ready. more is coming to the shackles. Whether Bonefist wants to admit it or not, we have a traitor, or perhaps traitors in our midst. And when the Chelish navy sails south, it will divide us through our own greed and betrayal if we are not ready. I intend to survive this war and to do so i need all the help i can get i hope to see you survive as well but to do that you must gather a fleet in time i will join my resources to yours but for the immediate future i must retain a low profile i fear i have drawn too much attention to my plans already hire mercenaries if you must but seek out friends and allies if you can they will serve better than those bought with coin Bolstering your infamy can only help as well. Some of the topics that come up in the council meeting seemed to me good places to start. Looting the Black Tower and recovering the sword of Algier's kiss within would certainly increase your fame. And if you can track down Scrag's Rotgrim, an old maid of Harrigan's, it could be an invaluable, invaluable ally, especially if he knows something about Harrigan's weakness. Until I contact you again, keep the Silver Raven figurine oh, as proof yeah, of my word.
0: There's no self-raven figurine. It's just a, a raven. <laughs> Keep the raven as proof of my word. <laughs> Sell it it's, off if you wish. That, that, Here's uh, the sweet bird. Sorry, that's the end of the, <laughs> the letter. Uh, t- the bird is yours. I don't think there is a... There's different figurines in oh, Pathfinder 2nd Edition. I'm keeping this edition. bird. I'm keeping but, this bird. What's, what's the bird's name? My bird. <laughs> my bird to me!
2: Shmee! <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: So she is indeed in enticing you and invigorating you to go into the next part of being a pirate lord which is building out a fleet of, of friends and perhaps even mercenaries and that's where the, the bulk of book five is going to lie in in drawing allies to your guys' cause and we're going to talk more about that next week because that is the tale for another part of this book, several parts Woo! of this book in uh, The Price of Infamy. Can we? That's going to do it for this week's episode. I didn't know how a ecumenical parliamentary episode was going to go, but it was fine. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it was you... a,
3: it was perfect timing for me to hit master in diplomacy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Need those, needs those roles pretty well. But yeah, yeah. I'm glad I, I tweet the DCs enough that it wasn't, uh, uh, wasn't impossible, but was also difficult in in some of them. <laughs> yeah.
1: This episode will forever be known as the attack of the clones of Dead Men Roll No Crits.
0: <laughs> how dare you! That this is how de- <laughs> this is how pirate democracy dies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, all right, that's going to do it. Uh, Patreon pirates, freebie captains, and now. Pirate lords out there. We need to make a new tier on the, the Patreon. Thank you all for, for listening and thank you for, for playing with me. Thank, thank you, Patrick. Patrick. There thank you you go. you. Uh, we're going to catch you next time on Deadman Rhodocrit. Yar. Yar?
1: Yar. Fancy.